Hello, microbe friends. I'm Justine Dees, and welcome to the Joyful Microbe Podcast. It's the show all about the microbes we encounter in our daily lives. Thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait to share the show with you. Today, we are going to talk about audiobooks because if you're listening to this podcast, I have a feeling that you also enjoy audiobooks just like I do. So, most likely, you listen to audiobooks or listen to podcasts when you are doing things like doing the dishes or getting ready in the morning or cleaning the house or driving somewhere. That's when I like to listen to audiobooks or podcasts. And um, honestly, finding the time to sit down and read a book can be difficult. But Audible or any other audiobook service, sometimes you can do this through your local library, provides the perfect solution to the dilemma of not being able to actually find the time to sit down and read a book. And so that allows you to read books and learn on the go. And personally, I love that I can read books while I do the boring things in my life, like getting ready in the morning and doing the dishes and cleaning the house, like I said, or driving somewhere, especially because if you're driving for hours, it's really nice to have something to occupy your mind with. So with an audiobook playing, I feel like I'm using my time wisely. And so I have explored many of the microbiology-related audiobooks on Audible, and I'm going to share some of those with you today. Being able to listen to these books on audio instead of having to sit down and reading, it has made me actually look forward (laughs) to some of the boring activities in my life. And um, so it's kind of neat. This is actually something that will help you accomplished tasks. There's a concept called temptation bundling where you take something you don't love to do, combine it with something that you do love to do, and then you accomplish those things that you don't love. And you actually look forward to them because you've bundled them with an activity that you like. So boring things like having to do the dishes can actually be a little bit fun because you listen to a book or a podcast while you're doing it. And also that can be something like working out, which sometimes is hard to get yourself motivated to do. But if you know you've got a good book to listen to or a great podcast to listen to, then those things kind of don't seem like such a big deal. So I'm going to get into actually sharing some of these books. I have 11 different audiobooks that I've found about microbes that I absolutely love. The first one is called Microbe Hunters. It's by Paul DeCroof. This is a classic book and um, one of my absolute favorite microbiology books. Each chapter is about a particular person who made an impact on the field of microbiology. People like Anton van Leeuwenhoek, Louis Pasteur, Robert Koch, Lazaro Spallanzani, and other microbiology heroes. It was written in 1926, so I think it's kind of interesting to see what 
things were like back then and how they thought. And some parts are a bit dated. You kind of have to just, you know, get through that and um, and just take it for what it is. It's, it's very, very worth the read. And it's I found it very inspiring as a microbiologist. I read it while I was in grad school. I've heard other people found this book when they were kids, but I, <laughs> I discovered it when I was in grad school. And as I was working on my PhD, I found it to be really inspiring to know that there were people that were working really hard on microbiology-related research back, way, way back. And so it was exciting to see that. It's also written in a really whimsical way, and so it just kind of gets you feeling excited and and really, like I said, inspired to do microbiology research or to just kind of find it in your daily life. And (laughs) I think that it will make you want to become a microbe hunter. Or if you already are considered a microbe hunter as a microbiologist, it will reinvigorate you. And to be honest, you know, I say it'll inspire you to become a microbe hunter. And I think that it can inspire you whether you are a professional microbe hunter or you are a microbe hunter in your daily life looking around and finding things that are related to microbiology. So my second recommendation is I Contain Multitudes by Ed Young. And this is a book that I really would love everyone to get a chance to read. um, It takes you on a journey through the microbial world, all of the microbes that are in, on, and around us. And he interviewed microbiologists to gather a broad view of what's currently known. So if you read this book, you will discover so much about the microbial world, the good, the bad, and just the exciting things that are going on in research. And this book will fill you with wonder, awe, and excitement while also giving you a new respect for those tiny beasts and microbes. My third recommendation is Never Home Alone by Rob Dunn. This book helps you see more of the microbes that are in your daily life. So I really like that. It's it's heavily focused on microbes that are in our homes and all around us. So it reveals the hidden world of tiny creatures that live in our homes and our normal everyday life and the bugs that share space with us and can play roles that we never could have ever imagined. Rob Dunn explains why it may be better to minimize our efforts to sanitize every surface and remove every pest from our homes. So it's a really neat perspective on the idea of over sanitizing and over disinfecting in our lives and just trying to think about how we can be careful and not to kill every microbe. So, and of course, with a pandemic, this book was written before the pandemic. And um, so, you know, we think about things a little bit different, but ultimately we still want to be careful about the way that we treat the microbes in our lives. 
And as Dr. Dave Westenberg said back in episode three of the Joyful Microbe podcast, microbes are valuable and we should respect them. So, and we do need to respect that people suffer from microbial infections. It's a serious matter and we don't want to minimize that, of course. And my fourth recommendation is The Whole Body Microbiome by B. Brett Finlay and Jessica M. Finlay. I love this book because it's an in-depth introduction to the microbiome, but it does not solely focus on the gut microbiome. A lot of books and a lot of research really focuses on the gut microbiome, but we have to remember that the human microbiome is not just in our gut. It is all over our skin. It's all in our mouth and it's in our stomach and so many more places. It's neat that it touches on all these different sites in the body. And because one of the authors is an aging specialist, they also discuss how microbes change and affect the aging process. I think one of the things that I love the most about this book, though, is that they give a practical lifestyle tip or a list of practical lifestyle tips that they call quick tips on how to live well with our microbes. So that's really neat because, as you know, with the Joyful Microbe podcast, I really love focusing on things that we can apply to our daily lives, things that actually we can think about and use in normal life. And so that is the thing that I really do enjoy about this book is that you can go in there and get practical tips from reading it. The fifth book that I recommend is called Missing Microbes by Martin J. Blazer. In Missing Microbes, Martin Blazer first provides an introduction to the microbes all around us and in us. So once again, you get to learn all about the microbial world and um, how it applies to us as humans. Then he talks about why our microbiomes matter and why the overuse of antimicrobials could be causing health issues that we didn't initially anticipate. So this is the idea that we've been using things like antibiotics for a while now and that we've found that resistance is creeping up, that we're seeing that bacteria are becoming resistant to antibiotics and so it's harder to treat infections as a result. And that's hard in and of itself, but then on top of that, we are causing issues that we didn't even know could be a problem. And so he covers those different types of problems and um, disorders and diseases that we never would have initially thought could possibly be stemming from our overuse of antimicrobials. My sixth recommendation is called Dirt is Good by Jack Gilbert, Rob Knight, and Sandra Blakesley. This book is geared toward parents, but it's really interesting for anyone who's ever wanted to know about how microbes affect our lives from a young age. So if you have children and you want to know about microbes, then this is a great book to read. 
and it's neat because it does talk about the idea of dirt being good and that it's okay to be exposed to microbes and that it's actually really good for kids to be exposed to microbes. The authors answer common questions that the two microbiome scientists, Jack Gilbert and Rob Knight have encountered over the years. So I think that's really neat because you have the perspective of two scientists who studied the microbiome and do study currently the microbiome, have done this for years, and things that people in their lives have asked them. So if you have questions about the microbiome and how it affects your children and how microbes are impacting your kids, then check out Dirt is Good. My seventh recommendation is called The Art of Fermentation by Sandor Katz. Sandor Katz guides you through the vast world of fermented foods. This is an awesome guide to just learning about fermentation. If you don't know much about it, um, it is an excellent introduction. He introduces what fermented foods are, discusses potential health benefits, and then describes how to make nearly every type of fermented food. I really think it's it's a neat book, and I enjoyed it on audio, but it may be one of those books that you want to grab as a, a hard copy as well if you're wanting to use it as a reference for making fermented foods. But it's fun to just listen to as well. He takes a relatively balanced approach to the potential health benefits, but I don't agree with everything that he says in that section, so take it with a grain of salt. Otherwise, I completely recommend it as a comprehensive introduction to making your own fermented foods. Number eight is called Get Well Soon by Jennifer Wright. And this book is all about diseases, infectious diseases, and I think the thing that I loved the most about it is that it made me laugh a lot throughout the book. And you probably wouldn't expect to laugh while you're reading about frightening infectious diseases, but this book actually does. It's crazy. She is a funny, funny writer. And she takes you through the history of the world's worst plagues in a really surprisingly lighthearted way. So... Take something that's really awful and inserts humor to lighten the heaviness of this, you know, sometimes unsettling topic. So I really enjoyed that book. Number nine is a book called Pale Rider by Laura Spinney. If you ever wanted to learn about the 1918 influenza pandemic, which um, honestly, with going through a pandemic, you may be interested in this. And um, so it chronicles all the events of the pandemic, including how and why it spread and how it was managed. So it'll be interesting now after um, and with the COVID-19 pandemic, who will be (laughs) the next author of a book about a pandemic. And if they'll do a book similar, I imagine that they will. Number 10 is called Miracle Cure by William Rosen. So if you've ever been curious about learning about antibiotics, this is a great book. This book tells the story of how antibiotics were discovered, what difficulties were involved in producing them, and then provides a glimpse into the beginnings of the pharmaceutical industry. 
Number 11 is called The Perfect Predator by Stephanie Strathdee and Thomas Patterson. I am going to end with this book because it is one of my new favorite books. I've recommended it to lots of people. Whether you are a microbiologist or not, I know (laughs) I am convinced that you will enjoy this it's a true story written by a married couple who are both scientists the husband thomas patterson contracts a multi-drug resistant superbug infection so a nasty nasty infection that they had a really difficult time treating and his wife stephanie strathy finds a fascinating way to cure him And I'm telling you, I didn't want to stop reading this book, which is pretty rare for me. I tend to pick up books and read them for a little while and then put them down, find a new one. I do this both with physical books and with audio books. Right now, I could probably look at my Audible app and I've got like six books that I'm partway through. (laughs) But this book, I didn't want to stop reading. It just I kept going and going and going. I think I did it in just, I got through it in um, a couple of days, I think. So you really feel like you're on the journey with them. And they, the actors that play, um, that actually do the narration for Dr. Strathdee and Dr. Patterson do an amazing job. Um, they are really perfectly cast. So I highly recommend this one. Pick it up. You will learn a ton, laugh, cry, and feel inspired. I mean it. <laughs> you will probably cry. But it's it's so good. So, all right. Those are my audiobook recommendations. Of course, there are more microbiology books out there besides these audiobooks, but these are the ones that I have um, listened to and really enjoyed. So you can find more audiobooks about microbes on Audible and then also with your public library. And um, so go check out these books. Enjoy listening while you accomplish your daily tasks. It's, it's really fun to actually take these books, listen to them while you do the boring things in your life. Or hey, Maybe you don't even want to do that. Maybe you just want to sit and listen to your audiobook and just enjoy it. That's fine too. Another thing that I tend to do is when I'm listening to an audiobook, sometimes I zone out. I know that's a problem for some people. Um, I just will rewind. And sometimes with science books, I will actually listen to them a little bit slower than normal. So with audiobooks, you can speed them up, you can slow them down. And with science concepts, my it just takes a little bit more for me to process them. And so I will slow, <laughs> slow it down. I know that sounds crazy. Because um, a lot of times people are just excited to speed up a book to make it, you know, to get through it faster. But with science, I really like to think things through. It gives my brain a little bit more processing time. So if that's something that might help you try that out, Um, All right. Well, I hope that you enjoy these. If you find a book that you love, definitely let me know. I would love to hear what you think. Also, if you are interested in any of these books and you want to find them more easily, you can check out the accompanying blog post 
that will have all clickable links so that you can go and find these books. And I hope you go check one out. Let me know what you love. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Joyful Microbe Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. If you'd like to help others who love microbes define this podcast, then please leave a rating and a review for the show. To learn more about the Joyful Microbe, head on over to joyfulmicrobe.com where you will find the show notes for this episode and all of the books that I mentioned. Besides listening to the audiobooks as an activity for this week, you can actually go and check out my previous blog post about creating a Winogradsky column, which is a colorful microbial ecosystem that you can make at home and with pretty simple supplies. So go check out that previous blog post. And if you read that and you think, hey, this sounds like something I would love to do with my students or my kids homeschooling, then I think that you would really love the Joyful Winogradsky Column Guide. It gives you a bit more information about how to create one, but then also after the fact, after you make one, how to interpret your results and what to do after you've created your Winogradsky column. And so this guide is intended to make your life easier, especially if you are a teacher or a homeschooling parent, because it explains everything you need to know before, during, and after creating your Winogradsky column. And it also outlines a lesson plan for you teachers and provides exercises for your students. If you're not an educator, though, I still think you'll enjoy it because of the incredible color guide designed by Lisa Vander Art that will help you interpret your Winogradsky column. And so you can make predictions of what microbes are growing in there. If that sounds like something you're interested in, then you can find it at joyfulmicrobe.com slash column. And there will also be a link to it in the show notes for the episode. Thanks again, microbe friends. Talk to you next time.